Good evening, and if you're just tuning in, you are listening live to the Angel Rock on 105.3 out of New Orleans, Louisiana. We are also streaming to practically every country in the world here. I'm your host, Laura Lee Potvin. A little bit about myself. I'm a Canadian clairvoyant medium, a crystal Reiki energy healer, Akashic Records practitioner, a spiritual teacher and mentor, and also a registered nurse. I always say with my show, if you've never been here before, that I cover all aspects of spiritual the esoteric with some truth seeking thrown in there and the guests that I have on my show whether what they're doing professionally or extracurricularly they're making a positive change uh, for humanity so they come from all walks of life tonight my guest is no different and I'm going to introduce her in just a second I want to remind you, as always, if you are listening and you'd like to watch the show live, because I love to include the audience and part of the discussion, I want to make you feel like you're involved because you're, you guys watch this. This is why we have a show and we have this wonderful network. So if you like the show, please share it. Uh, we have something for everybody on this network. There's practically 24 hour a day streaming. So when somebody's not live, we've got our archives playing and we would love for you to share it with your friends. Cause like I say, we cover, you wouldn't believe it. We probably got a show for it. So a little bit about my guest, and I need my glasses. Don't you just love when you get older? You think you I thought I escaped the scourge of uh, bifocals. Nope. <laughs> so um, her name is Reverend Cheryl Hines. So Reverend Cheryl is a spiritual alchemist, born an intuitive empath. Cheryl has always been walking a spiritual path. Tarot reader for over 35 years, a psychic medium, sound and energy healer, and a universal channel. She assists others by giving them divine messages from all the realms of creation. She is a creative and artistic artistic person. We have a lot in common so far. <laughs> and um, with a lifelong passion for learning. She is a well-schooled teacher in the great mysteries of the spiritual occult and metaphysical realms. And we were just talking briefly before the show about some of our favorite shows. We've got a lot of those in common too. Uh, Reverend Cheryl is a published author, a singer, an artist, and a public speaker. She, uh, Cheryl feels spiritual communication creates the alchemy of uh, sorry, love that changes and heals all things in mind, body, and spirit. She believes we possess within us the power of the philosopher's stone. I can't wait to talk about that. Um, and as such, we are fully capable of bringing ourselves into alignment um, with our inner being and awaken to our own unique abilities, open doorways to our creativity and inspired future possibilities. We can transmute our quote unquote, led into spiritual, quote unquote, gold. And I agree with that and mm -hmm. embrace the magnificence of our truth and beauty. Welcome, Cheryl. I'm so glad to have you here. Well, thank you. And correction, it's over 40 years. <laughs> okay, well, that was from our mutual friend, Rain Dalrymple, Rain. who was on, I believe it was two weeks ago and connected yeah. me with you. I do want to remind everybody, just before we continue, and I forgot to tell you this, Cheryl, so you're going to hear it too. Um, All right. Knock on wood, my phone's been behaving itself and it's only done it once. But if you can still hear me and my picture freezes, my Apple phone loves to go into the spinning wheel of death. I have my laptop right here. So just continue. I will be right back. It just usually reboots and then I can come back on if that happens. 
Usually it's a good omen to just tell everybody just in case. So it's been 40 years. Yeah, over 40 years now. So um, when I first started reading tarot, it, I was actually working at a, as a, at a crisis center as a family counselor. Oh, nice. Okay. And, yeah. And I was having a dif difficulty with this one particular family. It was a single mom with a daughter and a, and a son. And it was just so difficult uh, to get through to them. We'd always break down and they'd break down into fighting and stuff like that. And then one, I was telling my girlfriend about it. Hi, and Mike. <laughs> I'm just going to say hi while you're talking. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, hi, Mike. <laughs> and so um, I brought, my girlfriend brought me a, a tarot, a deck of tarot cards. Mm -hmm. And she said, just try these. I said, well, I've never used them before. And she said, you know, and I was 27 at the time. Mm -hmm. I'm 70 now. And no, she, you're not. She, yeah, no, yeah. You yeah. don't look it at all. Yeah, thank you. But yeah, I am. Um, so uh, she gave me the she gave me the cards, and uh, I over lunch I read them. I read the little book mm -hmm. as fast as I could. Mm -hmm. Laid out some cards, looked up what their meanings were, and mm -hmm. intuited it. And when they came in. I just knew I had to sit in front of the desk. I had to put one by the, the door and mm -hmm. one and the fellow had to be facing the door and she was, she was on the couch. And so I separated them. We were like, became a, like all four corners really. Right. Okay. And so it, it's amazing because when I said, okay, so this is what I figured out. And I think these might be the main issues we have to deal with. And I mm -hmm. said, if we have a meltdown today, I'm not your girl. So you're going to have mm -hmm. to get someone else. Yeah. And so when I started talking about what I felt was the core issues, she asked me if her mother had been, has your mother been in, my mother in touch with you? No. <laughs> my sister then, my sister got a hold of you, didn't she? I, There's I said, no I way you know. would know these things, right? <laughs> mm -mm, nope. mm -hmm. So I said, just call it a hunch. So which one do you mm -hmm. want to work on today? Mm -hmm. And that was the first time we got work done, actual work. So before, if I, especially if I had difficult clients, I started working with tarot. Uh, working with my clients. I love then. it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then when I left that job, I went out on my own then. And then you got into the spirituality field, it sounds like, and all that's involved with this wonderful bio that uh, Rain shared with us about your work. <laughs> well, and I was always, I was more involved in the paranormal before that. You know, so like we have so much in common. I'm going to stop you just for a second. Okay, folks, you know this. And if you don't, you're new to the show. Okay, I usually don't meet my guests before they come on. I trust <laughs> spirit, as we call it in the business uh, collectively. And that's how mine started. Same thing. Yeah. Had no idea yeah. about angel cards. I have a story. I'm not going to tell it tonight, but I've told it before in this show. What do tattoos and angel cards have to do with these? Kind of like somebody just handing you a deck. You got no clue what to do with it. And so you were always intuitive then? Like the, I usually start at the beginning yeah. with people. So did you always kind of know things, but like you didn't know why you knew them or what was the paranormal experience? Yes. I'd love to hear. Well, I started becoming aware of things when I was about three years old. Mm -hmm. And um, I re remember, I recall that at that time, I used to be terrified of owls. And I used oh. to tell my mom and dad, the eyes are coming to get me. Mm -hmm. Those, uh, And it was about the eyes. 
and the eyes are coming to get me. And I can remember I became a burrito at night and roll myself up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, you know, and, and that's a good question about. I know. I want to share one head. thing with you before we say yeah. anything else. Now, it's interesting yeah. you were afraid of owls. I don't know yeah. if you've heard of them work, and I'm probably going to get his last name wrong because I'm going from memory. Mike, I think it's Clenet. I'll have to look it up. I'll post it in the um, after show notes where I posted um, and you guys will see it. Um, he has this big thing, and it's really interesting about people that see owls or like have some sort of feelings that they always seem to have UFO and ET experiences yes. hand in hand with the owls. Isn't mm -hmm. that something that they plant that image in your brain? Mm -hmm. So, uh, so I was finding that there was also in, involved with um, uh, uh, ET uh, kinds of things mm -hmm. is that you often find motion, um, like with drawers or or So I had a doll, mm -hmm. and um, I remember I dressed up as my little <laughs> burrito, and I had like this much of a blanket yeah. that I could look out, and my. Uh, and my doll, her eye blinked at me. Oh. Well, when you're three and four years old, you're going to scream. You're mm -hmm. going to scream mm -hmm. bloody murder. And yeah. so I, <laughs> my poor parents, they, I was the first born of five. So they had okay. no idea what, what the hell are we going to do with this yeah. kid? Mm -hmm. So they took me to a child psychologist. And he diagnosed me with ADHD at the time. Oh, wow. And, yeah. And my mom said to him, but that doesn't explain why she knows things that other people don't. Yeah. And I used to just know things. And I would just blurt it out. And I mm -hmm. would say, well, Uncle Al told me. And she said, mm -hmm. what Uncle Al? Well, you know, Uncle Al. Well, it, the only Uncle Al we have is dead. Yeah, and that I Uncle go, Al. <laughs> yeah, that Uncle Al. <laughs> was, yeah, so as a young kid, I knew then, um, by the time I was four years old, I knew something was going on when I was three, maybe even before that. But um, but I knew something was going on. By the time I was four, I knew very, very loudly inside me, I knew that something was different something okay. is different that that is i always like to hear people's stories how they kind of get their foot in the door with spirituality or our mm -hmm. gifts i believe all no this is just my belief and then we're going to get to your question mike because we both think it's a great one i really do um, oh i do too <laughs> i think that all human beings and that's part of my message i teach people is we are so much more powerful incredible beings than we've ever been led to believe and part of that is we all have a second sense and I feel it's very, very, very developed in young children and animals because I work within the paranormal as well. And um, first thing I'll say, do you have any little children around or pets? And I say, what are the animals or what are the young ones doing? So Mike's question for those of you that are listening to the podcast or possibly you are listening on the replay, he's asked, I'm new to spirit. Do psychics agree with Ouija boards? And you're the guest, so I will let you go first and I'll give my take on it. All right. I'd love, I'm interested in hearing. Um, okay, so <clears throat> I did a lot of um, a lot of studying under the Lazarus material. Lazarus, 
talks about the four different uh, 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 levels that we deal with here. There's the physical plane, there's the astral plane, the causal plane, and then the mental plane. Mm-hmm. And what happens with Ouija boards and, and even and the pendulums, they are the most easily subjected to uh, uh, energies from uh, lower realms. Mm-hmm. And so if you go into the astral plane, there's good and not good there. There's mm-hmm. both. So they have diamonds there and they also have coal. Mm-hmm. So, but the, here's the thing: it's like putting your hand into a bucket of water, mm-hmm. and you can't pull it out without it being wet. Mm-hmm. So, in the astral plane, if you duck into, it's like a pond. When you dump dunk into the pond, uh, you might get the diamond that you found at the that you're looking at the bottom of the pond, but you're also mm-hmm. going to get all the scum and the pond mm-hmm. scum that comes with it. So. You, most people don't know this. So when they are dealing with Ouija boards um, or pendulums for the first time, especially Ouija boards, they are, you, if you don't know, you're more susceptible to getting pond scum Mm -hmm. than you, uh, unless you know, to then meditate, raise your vibration to a higher vibration, go to the mental realms Mm -hmm. where you, where all your, masters spirit guides um all those elevated people jesus mother mary all of these people are there in that mental realm and so and god to goddesses so if you raise your vibration and you go to the mental plane um and have a spirit guide with you Mm-hmm. before you even touch a Ouija board, the chances of those lower vibrations are not going to affect what you do. I'd love to talk a little bit more because some people may not know what raise your vibration is. The other thing I'm going to add is like like attracts like energy on this planet. But I'm going to give my analysis because I get this yes. question a lot. So um, the way I always describe it is um, say you've got John and John's decided that he wants his chain, chain link fence removed from his backyard. He's going to do it himself. He's heard, you know, just various conversations that a chainsaw is a great thing to remove a chain link fence. So he happens to march himself down to the local hardware store, grabs a chainsaw, has no idea what he's doing. He's never used a chainsaw before. And then he brings it home, doesn't read the instructions and somehow magically gets his chainsaw started. So there he goes, marching over to the chainsaw, goes to cut the chainsaw or goes to cut the chain link fence, you know, apart, breaking it down and is absolutely shocked beyond belief because the chainsaw kicks back and cuts his arm off. Is Mm. the Ouija board bad? No, it is just a tool just like a pendulum and everything else, but everything on this planet is energy. We are Mm -hmm. energy, we are made up of energy. One of the laws of energy is it can either be, um, it can't be basically created, but can be transferred from one place to another. So we have quite a negative view. Collectively, I would say around the world, energy around Ouija boards that they are evil, they are bad. And I'm Mm -hmm. adding to Cheryl's answer because I agree 100% with what she has shared. Now, a lot of people aren't aware of spirit guides and angels and things like that, right? Because Mm -hmm. I know uh, I was in Toronto when my children were small and I happened to go by 
the Disney store and they're right up front and center on a pedestal. Blue Mickey Mouse Ouija board for boys, pink Ouija board for girls. So wow. we are, yeah, I swear to you, absolutely. So what happens is, right, people aren't aware of this, but then you get into things that I think are imperative, including, and we're, I'd love to talk about raising the vibration, because I used to hear this years ago when I first started this, I'm going, what does that mean? But basically, you know, there's collectively already, I believe, an energetic belief about like negative energetic belief about Ouija boards because of the horror yes. movies. People have had horror stories with not yes. just diving in, no idea what they're doing. I think you need to be shown because the moral to the story of John with the chainsaw trying to cut down the chain link fence. Again, Ouija boards aren't negative. It's a tool. But you have to be shown how to use that tool. You know how to be able to use it safely. So basically what I'm saying is you all of what Cheryl has said with your guides, your angels, raising your vibration, I think you also need to know how to set boundaries, how to open the session and how to close it. What do you what do you mm. think? Did I miss anything with that, Cheryl? Well, I mean, if you if you don't know what you're doing and you're uh -huh. working with spiritual tools uh -huh. it's sort of like you're living in a busy city uh -huh. and you open up your front door and just invite everybody in mm -hmm. <laughs> i agree so uh, let's talk about raising your vibration though because i know we hear this quite a bit within our field and a yes. lot of people may not understand what that is mm -hmm. well there i don't see where there's any difference um, in the sense of, uh, like, vibration is vibration, period. And it, mm -hmm. it's sort of like the an analogy of, of um, lighting everybody up in the world according to their skin color. And mm -hmm. there isn't much difference from one person to the next. Mm -hmm. But there's a big difference from, um, from the first person to the last person. And so it is. But all in between, you know, it becomes it, it's just it becomes this beautiful um, essence. And I don't feel to me, I don't think there's anything that is truly evil or bad except mm -hmm. what you give it, the name you give it. Mm -hmm. You can raise a vibration in it, and raising that vibration means how you feel about something. Mm -hmm. So if you if something makes you feel negative mm -hmm. and it brings you down. It's it's like it, it's it's a lower vibration. Mm -hmm. It's a heavy. It's almost has a heavier feel to it. Right. Where so you almost feel it more physically. It's more dense. Mm -hmm. And a higher vibration is like when you raise your vibration, you you are almost coming out of that physical realm. You're coming out of the physicality of of energy, really, you know, you're, you're kind of lightening yourself, you're lightening it up. And light, lighten the load is literally what you're doing. And so the lower vibration, the lowest of all vibrations, um, if you start stacking up all the vibrations, um, it, the very heaviest or densest to the very light, lightest, like the lightest, you're probably as some people would say, you've already then you'll be ascending, right? You're mm -hmm. transitioning, and at the very bottom, you know, it it could be the same thing. You could be transitioning with the lowest vibration, only it's 
through something like maybe murder or you are the murderer mm -hmm. and you get killed. Yeah, so the way and, I like to explain it too, because like, yeah. I know I, 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 I haven't explained explain this it. to you. We're, we have people Perfectly. listening from all over the world that maybe never heard of any of these terms before, ever, yeah. ever, ever, or they're listening. So the easiest way to explain it, I I like to use with my people, like, because I, again, work with lots of paranormal. And I don't think I told you this. I, I end up mentioning every show. I don't mean to. But um, <laughs> the topic will come up. Yes. We had something very evil and dark in our last home for 11 yeah. plus yeah. years. My husband thrown 15 feet across the kitchen, bit, burnt, scratched. Uh, this thing identified itself, gave me its name, its spelling. It's a crazy story. We've actually shared it on the Travel Channel's um, Paranormal Survivor. So I used to hear this term all the time. I always say we never yes. went looking for the paranormal. It found us. Yes. And again, yes. from the age of four, far back as I can remember. So I kept trying to understand, well, well what is vibration? Like, what do you mean? And so again, for me, and feel free to jump in, but I found the easiest way for me to have understood it, so I share this with people, is low vibrational energy. You can liken it to the akin of like anger, hatred. Actually, anger is not too bad because it's kind of movement, like you're moving, yeah. you can kind of move to another spot. So when people are raising free. their vibration, what could they do, right? So yes. open the windows, get some fresh air, bring in some flowers or plants, some light, watch a movie that always mm -hmm. makes you laugh or makes you feel so good. We all have one of those movies pretty well, or people, you know, that when you get together with them, that, you know, you're going to have a great time. They're going to put you, make you so happy. That's a really high vibration, happiness, love, joy laughter, laughter. Love is yeah, the you, highest. you just said what i was gonna say laughter so that's kind of Huge. what helps i understand what you're saying mike and i um carrie's here too hey carrie so great to have you here she's a supporter of my show and the network so so glad to have you here she says hi cheryl too now um mike shared thanks guys my older sister maria was obsessed with the board at about mm -hmm. 11 years old and she went down a very dark path he yes she had six kids and abandoned them all seriously. And Mike says, I never understood that. So um, I don't know if you yeah. want to comment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, my, my feeling is, is that when you're, if you are, again, delving into that paranormal side of things, and there's no doubt about it there, we live in a, in, in a world of polarity. We, the universe is, is opposites. We're dealing with, positive and negatives all the time so there could be the darkest of the darkest that you could end up dealing with and and it's sort of outside of ourselves but it's it's not within the and, and perhaps we deal with something that takes us down a dark path and um and it's because we don't know that how to protect ourselves we don't know how to say get out of my life and don't come back and and we you know, and there could be some of those spirits that, but I feel that she went down that dark path. And it, what I sense is that she, it just got overwhelming for her and having kids around and wasn't able to cope. That That's my feeling about where she went is just, oh my God, I can't cope with this anymore. And see if there had been a lot of laughter in her life and somebody just that was lovingly supporting her in the in that sense of trying to you know 
that knew more than she did about this. And mm-hmm. she could and there are things that happen like possession and yeah. I was so. going to add to that, Cheryl, because it's mm-hmm. interesting and sadly interesting. I don't mean that this is something wonderful, Mike. It's very sad, but you mentioned she was 11 years old. Yes. And some of the stuff that I have noticed with teenagers, especially teenagers that are almost in those tween years and yes. teens, because they're going through puberty their hormones are all over, their energy is all over. They are actually so powerful energetically, like literally can move things with with emotion because of the mood swings. Like it's just crazy some of the things that happen. So you're also at a very prime age because like yeah. Cheryl said, we live in a world of duality here and we do have lower astral beings that are here. And they take advantage of, and especially somebody that age, they have quite a pure soul, usually at that age, they haven't really encountered a lot of adult things. And, you know, like we'd mentioned, like, mur- I think, Carrie, was it, um, it was you, Cheryl, that I said, you know, murder or whatever, like, that's very low, low, low dense vibration or energy Mm -hmm. so she you know you wouldn't really run into a lot so she could be a prime could have been a prime individual especially if she's very sensitive to energy like being Mm -hmm. empaths i know i mentioned that about cheryl's um bio myself as well and then you know depending on like like you said, Cheryl, beginning of your story, your parents didn't know what to do with you. A lot of parents didn't know what to do with this, or maybe she never told anybody. Maybe it was very lonely, or it could have been anything. And, you know, it always still starts out very nice with a lot of these lower, denser energies, and they can get quite nasty, and you get kind of drawn in, or they can fool you. Like, you know, it's a friend, or it's a relative, or they'll tell you all kinds of stuff. And then as you get drawn deeper and deeper and deeper, like Cheryl had said, you can get attachments, you can get darker yep. stuff. Like my big thing as a light worker, I, I've seen somebody uh, actually possessed and yes. I, I never want to look into that again and uh, levitating on mm-hmm. the camera. And I remember I, I had, I didn't know, it was three o'clock in the morning when I was working with this person. Nobody was awake. I found one of my friends again in Canada. I was so lucky, but so he witnessed it, but there wasn't a lot we could do. But my point yeah. is um, with my Akashic Records mentor, I actually contacted her. I was taking her advanced course and I said, why is this happening? I don't want to deal with this kind of stuff. I, I'm, I consider myself a light worker. And she really, really helped give me a little bit of clarity. And I'm guessing yes. yourself too, Cheryl, with working with the paranormal that sometimes we need light workers involved with this sort of lower vibrational energetic situation say with some difficult paranormal things because we're able to bring the light to it so um well yes and because and we found i have found that people who have been possessed Mm -hmm. um they uh the spirit that is within them are very selfish and they want that person all to themselves. It is no different than finding an individual here. Like the classic term is narcissistic psychotic mm-hmm. or not, um, you know, somebody or uh, somebody along those lines where I want to possess you. 
literally in the physical sense um, and the psychological sense mm-hmm. and the emotional sense. But it and it's no different because you've got you've got a spirit that's within you that wants you all to themselves. They don't want to share. And preys mm-hmm. on you too, usually when you're Absolutely. at your lowest. That's what happened to this individual. One of the yes. most lovely souls I've ever met. Mm-hmm. And when and what had happened, her aunt that was like a mom was was dying and she's working mm-hmm. full time, kids to look after, running to the hospital. She was exhausted. And so they they took advantage of that. We're not at our strongest, right? Like if we're sick or depressed, a lot of times if there's any substance abuse can make you open to that kind of stuff. I don't know if there's anything you want to add, Cheryl. I didn't know we were going to go here. I always say before the show, Spirit, where are we going with this? (laughs) (laughs) Well, and you know, and I think it's really important to discuss Mm -hmm. some of that, the dark side, because there's so many light workers out there right now Mm -hmm. um, that are dealing with it. And when we talk about raising vibrations, it's whatever makes you feel the best, what makes you feel That's good. It. In a nutshell, I didn't mean to yell, I got so excited. That's it. Whatever yeah. makes you feel the best. I got to remember that one. I'll give you credit always, Cheryl, for it, but that's perfect. <laughs> and, and so if you're working with things that don't make you feel the best, then get the F out of there. <laughs> yep. Yep. And, and right. same thing, people, even people in yeah. your life. Like, I don't know about you. We were on your story and then we got off in this direction. I want to say hi to Michelle Pratt. She is a supporter of this network and show as well. She's over in Australia. She says, g'day. So we've got a bunch of people from all over the world here already. And oh, I want to remind people, if you, the only places I'm able to see the comments is if you join us on uh, the YouTube channel, UFO Paranormal Radio. And we're on our secondary channel, UFO uh, Gods and Extraterrestrials. Or if you go over to our page on Facebook, it's under UFO Paranormal Radio Network. I should also remind you, the call letters that we kind of call, it's an internet radio podcasting. Actually, it's it's broadcast out of uh, New Orleans, Louisiana. So I want to give a huge shout out to Joe Montaldo, who owns a network and provides this platform for us. He's traveling right now. So travel safe, Joe. He has lots of great shows of his own on the network. Um, but I wanted to remind you that because we're also called United Public Radio Network. So that's why it's UPRN. But we have something for everybody. Um, I'm going to read Mike's comment, if that's okay, Cheryl. Yeah. Uh, He says, thank you so much. I've never sought an explanation for this before. You guys are so lovely. Well, thank you, Mike. Thank you. It said she presents as a psychopath, and you've not seen her for many years. And you said Maria was using hard drugs at an early age. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's lots of reasons. You know what I always say, and I've been around – people that use drugs and alcohol my whole life, not myself, but personally as well as professionally. And I always say something. Well, hey, I grew up in the 60s. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I was born in 1965. So there you go. But there, that I was always, a 52. <laughs> well, I was going to say that, you know what, nobody wakes up one day and says, hey, you know what I want to do with the rest of my life? I want to become an alcoholic. I want to become a drug I user. Know. It's I pain. Know. It's, it's pain. I believe there's a genetic component sometimes. Sometimes it comes out of nowhere. But I believe it's pain that somebody is not dealing with. And for whatever reason, 
they try one of these substances, right? They start to realize they like the way it makes them feel. And as life starts to happen, it masks those feelings. They don't have to deal with them. Mm -hmm. So an empath, now imagine an empath is a person who feels everything. They're like, yep. They're like spiritual chameleons and they're like psychic sponges. They just lightning rods. Lightning rods. Yes. Yes. And they're just soaking everything up around them. And it could be depending on the empath that you are, um, you could be soaking stuff up that's global or universal, like cosmic, or from uh, people that you're close to or people Mm -hmm. that you're not close to and don't know at all. Um, You can feel tsunamis, those kinds of things. And so if you are a person who is open to much of this, uh, then you're just going to be soaking up all this stuff and all these feelings and emotions. And, you know, I, and and I'm not saying how I feel one way or another, but when Trump was voted in, for mm-hmm. example, mm-hmm. I I spent almost three days in bed. I almost couldn't get out of bed. I was like, oh, my God, what's wrong with me? And then I went, oh, OK, you know. Once, so you were picking I, up collectively the discord from around the world. Yeah. And I agree because as an empath and – like for example, and I'm uh, I'm sure Cheryl's gonna probably have a story like this. You, I walk into a store, and actually, how yeah. I found out I was an empath, I was in third year university getting my nursing degree, and I was Uh-oh. late. I was late to a class, a nursing class, yeah. and I was angry about something. And I don't usually get angry, but I I really thought I had masked it, and I just came in and sat down quietly. And my professor stopped the class and she said, there's about 60 people in there. And she said, you know, Lorley, when you walk in the classroom and you're in a great mood, the whole classroom's in a great mood. But when you're in a bad mood, like right now, it affects the whole class. And I think my whole mouth dropped because I didn't know what that meant. That's why I still remember it to this day. But I can be in a shopping mall and uh, or store and people will just come right to you. And not everybody that's empathic, it's that way. Like, I think you described it beautifully, Cheryl, that we all have different things that we can feel, we can see, we can, you know, but we there's many different ways to define an empath. And I love what you said, that we basically feel everything. But they'll come tell you your whole life story. That's what happens to me. And then they'll say, yes. I don't know That's why, why you're doing, doing this. I don't even do. know you. Yeah, I don't even, I knew you'd probably say that. They'll say, I don't know why I'm doing this. I, I don't even know you. And mm-hmm. they feel yes. it. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. absolutely. And, and, and it's so funny because, um, because uh, I've done many psychic fairs and mm-hmm. um, I had kind of hung up my psychic fair days last year. And mm-hmm. um and I said, nope, we're not going to do any more tarot card readings on. No, I'm done. And then I get a phone call from a friend who says, you know, there's this tour and these are really good guys and I think you'll enjoy them. So yeah. guess what I'm doing? I was doing this psychic fair for about three months and um, uh, of this year. And there it was, it was remarkable. And it, and it was amazing because 
something shifted for me uh, this year, and I don't quite understand uh, all of it, why the route. But what I do know is that when I went and did the psychic fair, this time it had been years since I'd been out, I noticed how many people were ADHD. Well, and, and they would call that neurodivergency, right? Yeah. And mm -hmm. so you're neurodivergent. And how many people were on that spectrum? Mm -hmm. And they were so empathic. Uh, and, and they were there and they were depressed. They sat down in front of me and I'd look at them and go, okay, so you have ADHD, you're on medication, and you're an empath. And mm -hmm. it was like their eyes would be this big, right? Mm -hmm. And, but I could feel it in them this time, whereas, you know, before it was a little, it was um, working a lot with the Indigo kids. And I don't know if people, some people yeah. will know. About some Indigo people kids, will but, know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I but, think we, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. So that, that was very interesting in that sense, because I started seeing um, how many, how many people sitting in front of me were empty were either an empath or mm -hmm. empathic. It was just bizarre because normally. Yeah. yeah. Is your phone, your phone, I'll let you grab that. I was just going to say that I've actually been saying over the last few years, I almost feel like my eldest is 27 and my youngest is 24 and he has severe autism. And both of my boys have had gifts and you'll notice this. Most of you, if you have children, you, not, and if they don't display it, there's nothing wrong, but you may find that your children are very intuitive and pick up a lot of things. Yeah. And um, I've almost been feeling, because our house was always the house, um, you know, a lot of the kids maybe didn't have parents that were home or for whatever reason weren't mm -hmm. very involved. They had no one to speak to. So I made it very clear they weren't coming to my house. That wasn't their friend. But, you know, if they needed to speak to a mom or wearing a mom's hat, if you will. So my whole point of that is yeah. that I almost started to notice, like, we have a new breed of human being with yes. these children that are coming up. I hate the term of millennial because I oh, don't think I do. that that's what it is. I hate labels. It's not quite. Mm -hmm. It's not quite. That's right. Mm -hmm. And I, yes, yes, yes. I agree with you. We are... Um, Wait, oh, what's the word? What's the word when when um, uh, when we're moving forward and something grows exponentially and uh, everything I would is just like progressing exponentially or evolving? There's another know. word for it. There's another. Um, uh, yeah, it'll come to me. Somebody will put it in the chat. I'm sure they will. Yeah, Carrie's, yeah. Carrie's saying she agrees as well. Yeah, and Mike, I want yeah. to add. He says. Arlene, I think that's what you meant to say. You said, and you said, sorry if I spelled that wrong. I'm a very senior nurse. Well, welcome, fellow nurse. And I'm so glad to have yeah. all of you here. And this is what I like to do. You And you know what? I do this, honestly, before every show, I just say, where are we going with spirit? I had acceleration, Carrie just said. Is that the word you were thinking? Um, it, it's like acceleration, only it is um, a global. It is. It's, ah. it's happening. This is why before there is immense change, there's a break, a breaking down of old patterns. So right now, mm -hmm. think about gender roles being challenged, um, 
You got to be uh, careful with some of these words because they're buzzwords on YouTube. That's okay, but if we want to see the C word or anything, we got to be a little careful with the jabby jab or anything. So, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So here we all are, and and this is informative. So I don't think that they would take it down because nothing bad is being oh, said. But they, but, yeah, they won't with this. I just, I didn't give you a heads up. I didn't know we were going to talk about this, but I think it's important. But go ahead, Cheryl. I want to hear what you have yeah. to say. And, and it's because everything is being challenged right now. Mm -hmm. All the things that we have hold sacred, our sacred cows are all mm -hmm. being are all being challenged. And it's mm -hmm. it's like the roles that we played. This is what a woman's supposed to be like. This is what mm -hmm. a man's supposed to be like. All of those are being challenged. Mm -hmm. And this is what and all of us. All of us are born with intuition. All of us are born psychic, but not everybody has that calling. See, that's what's mm -hmm. different with you and I. That was our calling. So right. we we were born more open with mm -hmm. the veil wasn't as heavy over us. So some people, it isn't until later in life that they come into that. Mm -hmm. and, and so more and more and more people are, it's because the light workers we're all firing up that grid of humanity. And and again, let's go to those higher vibrations, right? Yes. So we are lifting humanity. We are lifting the spirit of humanity into a better place. But by doing that, you're also you're opening up the doors to change. You're opening up the doors to people suddenly becoming psychic who were never I'm getting more psychic. Is that is that for real? Like yeah. You know, I, I never used to see spirits and now I'm seeing spirits. Is that weird? You know, it's so there's a lot of those kinds of things that are happening all right. over the world, all over the world. So and people are awakening to yeah. to truths that they weren't aware of before. And I think what's happening, like, I love the way you explained what, how you just did, Cheryl. And it's true because people are starting to realize that a lot of the beliefs that they possibly, places they went for information, um, things that they trusted. And again, I think it's breaking down old systems because we are evolving, because people are starting to learn that we don't need to be looking to somebody else. We can look we could research, we could question things. It's okay to do that. Or like you said, the traditional roles are being challenged. But I think that has to happen if we're yes. going to have a change, right? Like the old systems have to be tore down, if you will, and yeah. start all over again, but in to make progress. Well, our world, I think, is like if anybody's who's ever familiar with the uh, regular tarot card is the tower. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the tower. And that's mm -hmm. where humanity is right now. Mm -hmm. it, 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 we are in that time period of the tower, which means the very foundations of where we used to be and what we used to uh, were taught that were real right. are now those are crumbling. Yes. yes. And so we're all very unsteady. So many of us don't know where to hang our hats anymore. True. True. You know, mm -hmm. and, um, you know, and so we're but we're noticing things that are happening differently. Just like Michelle mm -hmm. in the last one said, people are always looking at me, you know, yeah, um, in a mall or something like that. Well, people who are empathic or and I will 
explain the difference between being empathic or being an empath. There's, okay. There's Thank you. There's a difference. Okay. So, um, being empathic means that we can feel what another person is feeling because we've experienced what they are feeling. Mm -hmm. So if um, I could have, I, I can feel uh, really torn up about my friend who's lost, just lost a pet. Mm -hmm. And I can feel really torn up about her having to put her dog down. And and so my heart is breaking for her because I've experienced it. And I know what she's feeling. I truly know what she's feeling. So I am being empathic. Mm -hmm. So an empath doesn't have to have that experience. That's right. Mm -hmm. An empath is going to pick up and feel as though they have had that experience. <laughs> they will mm -hmm. just feel that and they are going like oh my god where's this feeling coming through my my heart is broken mm -hmm. and um you know and again with uh with michelle yes i can relate um and so as an empath and empath it is now a noun in my opinion Yo, and, yeah yeah mm -hmm. and it's it's uh so we are um we are again that higher vibration. We are lighter inside. We're, we're, we're. That's why they call us light workers be, because mm -hmm. we're light. We're full mm -hmm. of light, mm -hmm. and we're people are going to notice us. Doesn't matter what we look like on the outside. Mm -hmm. People will notice us mm -hmm. anyway. Because what I find though is a lot of people that realize they can pick up a lot of things. Like where I feel like, especially again in the younger generations, it almost seems to be this epidemic of anxiety. But I really yeah. believe we are having a lot more empaths coming, like being born onto this earth. And, you know, I've met so many people that will say being an empath is a curse. Like I said, I like to yeah. look at it as a superpower because you know, once you learn how to manage it and you yeah. learn what is yours, meaning what is mine, and what is yeah. something else. And a great thing, especially if you're new to this, because for myself, I pick up people's pain. Um, yeah. I can touch like if somebody's worn jewelry, I know what the emotion from feeling it, what was in there. And each one of us is unique as an empath to be able to pick up this stuff. I believe all human beings have some sort of aspect of this but some yeah. more developed than others, right? Just like some people are natural born mathematicians or musicians or singers or, you know, leaders. It's kind of what it is, I think, with our gifts. We have strengths in some areas. We can strengthen some areas, say, in, within this this realm of, if you want to call it sensitivity, knowing. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so, but I w where I was going with that was the one thing I've learned and when I'm teaching and working with people is if, you know, I always say take what resonates with you, but I also like yeah. to share maybe what might work. So I always ask myself, is this mine? And in my, within the mind's eye, and your, your body will always answer you. Your higher self will answer you. You will yes. hear either a yes or no. It's just mm -hmm. hard to be able to trust those answers in the beginning. But I always say, well, go with it. Go with it and see what happens, right? Because it, you're well, always going to find out. Mm -hmm. I would say the most important thing to, um, and one, 
one that my mom she got to know she got to know that that I would be good uh, and then in within five seconds I wouldn't be mm-hmm. and she, so then she was she started paying attention to that and go who are you thinking of Aww. who are you talking to so my mom started asking those questions so I I really feel that that's an important question to ask ask yourself as well is okay five minutes ago i was feeling like the bee's knees and now i feel like heck and Mm -hmm. i just can't you know i and i don't know why and i'm scattered and i feel Mm -hmm. depressed and you know or i feel anxiety i hate that happens to me and it's like why am i feeling anxious i have no reason to have anxiety oh wait okay now i know where it's coming from Mm -hmm. Not yeah. for me. <laughs> yeah, see? And, and, and this is also very true. And like, I have just looked at the, um, uh, my do- granddaughter, who's now 12 and uh, going on 150. And she's, <laughs> <laughs> and she is, and looking at what she has come through, her anxiety levels were so high. And I'm sorry I'm talking about you, my dear. Um, but but she is such a learning. I've learned so much through her, mm-hmm. and um, and so I hope she forgives me. <laughs> so, but we anyway. don't know her name. We don't know who she is, and we send her nothing but love. Yeah, okay. Yes. Absolutely. So, um, she ended up having to be homeschooled mm-hmm. uh, because she could not. And she was happy. She'd get up in the morning. She's happy to go to school. Um, and she'd even be happy when she got there. But the closer she got to the school, and as she's standing in the lineup, you can see her starting to, to fidget mm-hmm. and fidget. And and then by the time she got into the school, she was like having a breakdown. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, this kid is so sensitive to that mm-hmm. point that and she's so much better now. Once my daughter took her out of school mm-hmm. and started doing homeschooling with her, mm-hmm. oh God bless her! She made such a turnaround. She yeah. was, she became a different person. Mm-hmm. You know, and sometimes, and sometimes that's yeah. not. You know what? And what a beautiful thing that your daughter did, and she has you oh. in her life. Because I think that that's so important for anything in life is to look at the situation without judgment. And, you know, it's always so easy to to step back from the outside looking in, no matter how mm-hmm. involved you are. But if you're not directly involved in it and her mom was able to see it, you were able to see the change in, in your your granddaughter. So it was the best situation for her. Mm-hmm. And that's why I like when I was talking about systems, you know what? Yeah, we've all grown up. We all went to school, most of us in classrooms and what have you. That's not always the ideal. Oh, sorry. That's not always the ideal um, environment for some people to learn, right? Like sometimes they need something different. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. which is why there's so many alternatives now. Mm-hmm. There are students who, you know, we're we're being still being schooled uh, the mm-hmm. same old way, although things are even starting to change there, mm-hmm. and um, so. So finally, kids, you know, they're like, uh, they just can't do it anymore. And uh, and so they are pulled out of school um, or they drop out. But mm-hmm. there's alternatives now to offer them. And then, and I think 
parents are seeing their kids struggle in school, offer them the alternatives mm -hmm. instead of trying to push them into a system that's not working. It's like a fish trying to climb a tree and basing their intelligence, basing their intelligence levels on that. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you're, um, you're, you're a fish and you can't climb a tree. Like the, so the tree is the system, right? Mm -hmm. So you can't, you can't judge that, you know, we're or not as hard all... as you try and put a square peg into a round it, hole, not everything yeah. fits in the round hole again, being the yeah. system. Uh, but yeah. I think that that you, you hit a really important point there too, as you know, your daughter was, is her is your granddaughter's mother, obviously, but yes. to be able to, and even your mother, that was very special that your mother could step back because not everybody mm -hmm. has that kind of support system, especially True. like I, my mother makes fun of people that do what I do and you do. And again, that's something sometimes too, you know, I've had many a conversation sometimes when we start going down, say the spirituality path, or it opens up before us and yes. presents itself. You'll find people will say, you've changed. I don't know who you are anymore. And it's yeah. just maybe people are growing in a different direction. And then you start getting into things like contracts and, you know, people that are going to be in part of our life when we incarnate in this lifetime. Right. Because we're yeah. not here by accident. Right. Yeah. No, mm. no, none of us are. And it's it. No, we and in fact, I could you know what? It's just getting off topic here. But I can actually remember me choosing to come here. Can you? Yeah. It was, I love that. It, it, in an instant, it was, I'm in my car driving, and I look over at this fellow beside me at a, at a stoplight, and he just gives me this great big beautiful grin. Mm -hmm. And I'm grinning back at him, and I'm thinking, and I and I just had a new boyfriend. He was in the car with me. Yeah. Um, and very new, like a week. Mm -hmm. And so I'm, <laughs> I turned and looked at the lights again, and I said, oh, my God, I love people. I love humanity. I absolutely love them they're beautiful right. we're beautiful in our pain we're beautiful in and and then all of a sudden i hear click and he lights a cigarette and he's looking at me like i have three heads <laughs> well you know that boyfriend didn't last you know <laughs> but you know what and i was thinking but about I this remember. earlier when we were talking Right. Yeah. And yeah. I think it, I'm not telling people how to think. I'm just sharing that yeah. it took with me for a while, like you shared, okay, with the boyfriend that lasted a week, that maybe it was something that you needed to, to help him with in this lifetime. Because I think we all set goals for things that we, our soul is to learn or a le life lesson to help us grow and evolve. Right. Yeah. So maybe you played a role and that role was met in his life lessons or possibly vice versa right but then yeah. when you start looking and it gets so convoluted but it once you sort of figure it out and if it resonates that we have thousands and thousands of past lives right that's yeah. what i believe and we incarnate well, in that second in that <laughs> second and just in it, it it felt like that moment was a like five minutes ten minutes that this memory hit and yet it was second split second and i was looking down on the planet and i was mm -hmm. somebody was with me and i probably a mentor spirit guide with mm -hmm. me i'm looking down at the planet and and the voice beside me says yes but 
don't you realize that everybody down there, uh, he said, look, he said, look at them, look at them. They're all, they're, they're killing each other. They're stealing from each other. They don't trust or believe each other. There, there's all of this, this, all he was pointing out all of these horrible things about the planet and there's war and there's, and, and I, I started laughing and okay. I said, yes, yes, mm -hmm. it is. And I said, but you know what they're all trying to do is every single one of them are trying to find love. In mm -hmm. some way, the end result is love. Mm -hmm. And um, and if they're not that evolved, then it's going to be at primal. least happy. And, really <laughs> yes. pri and primal. Because, yes. yeah, when I connect with spirit or you connect you know, with many, mm -hmm. there's ascended masters. I mean, I always say the door to this world, when you open it is so infinitesimal, yeah. I can't even say infinitesimal <laughs> in the way of size compared to what life just seems like. But yes. you know, I always hear, you know, humanity, human beings are a young race. We're a newer type yeah. species. So yes, we are going to, to to be quite primal in the things that we do now when we come back here maybe you know a thousand years from now we're going to be a completely different probably evolved race right well and and that's what i said to him is i said yes but and, and then the person and the spirit guy beside me said because i was laughing they said you're going to do this again aren't you and i said yep just for the love of it mm -hmm. and it uh, once I had that memory, it made me realize what my purpose here is. I love it. And my purpose here is to incite love. Mm -hmm. You know, that's what the hippie movement was all about, right? Love, that's true. love, was, love, yes. and peace. And I was a flower child, totally. Okay. Like, I love it. Mm -hmm. Totally. And um, and I, I truly, I didn't do the drugs so. I mean, I missed out, you know, <laughs> but, uh, but anyways, it, yeah, well, I didn't, but, you know, but I, no, I didn't, I didn't get into that drug scene, but my mom was very protective as well. Mm -hmm. But I realized that after I had that, I realized that all my life, that's all I've ever wanted to do is I want, I wanted to be the best self that I could be. Mm -hmm. And I just wanted to love people. I mean, that of course, I had to learn the hard way that mm -hmm. some you have to love from a distance. Some you don't, yes. don't love at all, right? Or you, can you put up boundaries. Yeah. Like, you know, even boundaries. when you get into things like forgiveness, right? That's a hard one. And when we really think about it, forgiveness is a gift to ourselves, right? Because yeah, yeah. we don't have to forgive what that person did to us. But if we're able to forgive who they are for whatever the reasons are, and it's hard, it takes, it's a, you know, especially if it's something really monumental, but it is a yeah. gift to ourselves because that's where I was kind of going with all of this. When I was talking about these sort of little bits and pieces, when you were sharing that beautiful story is that, you know, if we can just step back. And if we have an open mind, right? Like that's where I was going earlier with this is that before, right? I'm running late, a train goes across my path and I'm getting more and more and more and more annoyed because it's an important, say, an, a meeting or an interview or whatever this is, right? Right, right. But now looking back 
and I've started to realize everything is so cliche, but it's true. Everything happens for a reason. Like maybe that if that train hadn't been there, maybe I would have gotten a car accident or maybe something else would have happened. Right. So I've been yeah. repeating this mantra. Everything happens when it's meant to happen. Right. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and when we're ready, when we're ready, like you can't force somebody into doing something, mm -hmm. even if they want to, even if they're, they love, they, they're really interested in it or love it you, mm -hmm. until they're ready, they're not going to do it. And then it, it's about that readiness, right? And it's about mm -hmm. what you're saying. I, I agree. I agree with mm -hmm. you 100%. Well, Carrie says she has to get to class, but she's loving this and you ladies, and she's going to watch the rest when she gets back. Have a great day at school. Thank you for being here, Carrie. Yeah, thank you, Carrie. Mike is adding he did forgive his sister, and he, uh, it's quite a, a larger comp. Um, I'm just reading what Michelle said. Oh, Michelle, I'm going to read your comment in just a sec, Mike. Uh, Michelle in Australia, and she's a friend of the show as well. Everybody's a friend that's here. But um, I know some people more than others because their names show up. So she says, I'm at things happen the way they happen because that's what, what's meant to be. I have to agree yeah. with her. I feel that way too. And mm -hmm. Mike says he did forgive his sister. And then he said, narcissists are often perceived as arrogant, egotistical people who don't care about anyone or anything other than themselves. Now, I'm going to stop right there for a minute, and I'd love to hear your thoughts, Cheryl. I, I'm beginning to feel almost like we have a narcissistic um, epidemic, and we, we really are seeing it now, whether it's been identified more, but I think society has really progressed to a place of, I've got to get the next biggest and hottest thing. And then we think that's going to bring us joy globally. And then we, you know, on and on and on. And it's me, 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 me. It's, it's reinforced everywhere. But when you look at a narcissist, and there's some really great resources out there, Dr. Romani on uh, YouTube, there's quite a few you can watch. You know, when you realize what, what causes a narcissist, and again, without pointing the finger of blame, it, mm -hmm. It's like a developmental step has been missed in their childhood where they would develop many of these things that we may see with a narcissist. Uh, that's what I feel anyways. What's your thoughts on that? Because I think this could help a lot of people. Well, I first of all, I did. I was in a very unhealthy relationship mm -hmm. with a narcissist mm -hmm. and, um, and one who was an alcoholic. Mm -hmm. And uh, and it was, it was like my. Uh, it, it's like I was almost addicted to him, you know, mm -hmm. in in the sense of, I would leave and then I'd go back, and then I have enough and then I'd go back, mm -hmm. and um, and it wasn't until, um, he was going threatened to cut me up into a million pieces oh, and bury me in the backyard. And you know what? It's all good because at that moment I went, okay, <clears throat> you're going to go to bed. You're going to go into a deep drunk sleep. I'm going to pack my bags and I'm, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. Right. And so look what it took me. It might've taken me to that extent to realize. And I, 
didn't understand about narcissists. I didn't know what they were, really. I mean, you you read about them in your psychology classes. Yeah, you think narcissists are the people, like, seriously, even from a nursing background, and you don't, I yeah. don't realize they've had them, most of us, they we seem to connect with them as empaths, too. But my whole point is, you're always yes. taught that it comes from the name of Narcissus, the god who couldn't stop looking at himself in the mirror, right? So you, you think it's somebody that's in love with themselves and thinks they're, you know, they're so gorgeous and beautiful. That can be part of it, but there's a lot more. That's just a small, small aspect mm -hmm. of it. Mm -hmm. And really, a narcissist wants to control. You know, I have to I have to close this curtain. Oh, go ahead. The, the sun is just gonna be coming in any second and and go um, ahead. take over here. Oh, there we go. There you All go. Right. So so the narcissist. Um, so I've done a lot of reading on narcissism and talked to a lot of people mm -hmm. who've been through those yep. kinds of relationships. And what uh, the things that seem to have in common is, first of all, um, the narcissist, first of all, has a story about their lives. They are mm -hmm. always the victim. Mm -hmm. And everybody else is at fault. Everything, everybody is at fault. Mm -hmm. uh, and there is nothing going on inside of themselves that makes them go oh wow that was my fault <laughs> you know? i don't think though that that that's where i was going with that cheryl though mm -hmm. is that it's like they were missing that in childhood when you you, you know we're like a sponge from zero to seven and you may have just parents that themselves were narcissists or sometimes they um you know, they focus more, and I'm not pointing a finger at parents. Parents do the best no. that they possibly can, yeah. usually. That's a whole different discussion. But they focus on, you know, the only, maybe the children only get the attention when they do really well, or they're pitted against each other, or whatever it may be, right? Mm -hmm, and it's mm -hmm. almost like that developmental stage, what Spirit's giving me right now, and it's even been proven in science. So you've got a baby that can roll or maybe sit, but they miss yeah. the crawling stage they and the creeping stage. They just go from sitting there rocking, they may be able to roll, and all of a sudden they're rocking. That is a huge developmental stage that yes. can lead to so many pathways in the brain that, do, that don't grow, don't connect, right? That's almost Our what I mean. And I'm not making yeah, and I'm not making excuses for narcissism, but to be able to try and understand, like, why can you not... Like exactly all these things you're saying, like, why? Like, why would you always think that somebody else is the victim, right? And we actually talked a little bit about this last week. And not that I ever, ever usually talk about this topic, but it's come up now, you know, two weeks in a row. So I guess yeah. maybe Spirit's wanting us to talk about this. And sorry, but I want to throw that in. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. And they are the victim. Like, mm -hmm. um, you know, my son will forgive me for this. And um, he was involved with uh, a woman who was, had his twin girls. Um, she had three boys from a previous relationship, mm -hmm. and now she has the... Um, and she is a, a prime example of what a narcissistic uh, sociopath would be. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So she's not out to kill him, but she's out to destroy him. Mm -hmm. And she did everything in her power to destroy him using the girls, using mm -hmm. the, the twins. Um, you know, they separated and she used, she 
that she had this story about him mm-hmm. and she kept that story alive. So eventually the girls believed that their father didn't love them. And, um, and even though my son tried to get a hold of them, mm-hmm. um, it, it, she had the phone, she had control of everything. Right. So she could keep this story alive for they're 18 now. And mm-hmm. if she has a chance to get out, to get on Facebook and mm-hmm. bash him with the same story mm-hmm. about what a horrible father he was, right. about how unsupportive he was, and you know, and she has people believing them, and she's and where the socialist where where she comes in with that is she doesn't it's it's like she doesn't care about anyone else unless mm-hmm. they believe her story. We're yeah. seeing a lot of this, though, right? Yeah. So you've yeah. got to look at, and it's so hard when it's your children, right? But that's where you, yes. I, I really believe that truth always rises to the surface eventually. Yeah. So I, and I think it's about choices, right? Like we are meeting a lot of different people. Like I'm hearing so many stories about this and people going through this. Like Mike said, he felt it was the opposite of empathy. And then he said, I feel... Yeah no joy in recognizing my sister has this and it's horrible but what i where i was going with this is it's difficult and a lot of people are going through this but how does one cope with stuff like that right so how can we you know there's there are things we can do um you know there's some things that like if you're in a relationship um and so what ends up happening is it's all part of the trap like empaths for example Mm-hmm. they're they're capable of seeing the light in mm-hmm. a person seeing mm-hmm. the good in a person when mm-hmm. others cannot mm-hmm. this is why they get into uh because they see the silver lining they see the light in that person and oh there's good in that person it doesn't matter if he's jeffrey dahmer there's still mm-hmm. good in him you know Well, that's true. But then I think you get into the discussion about boundaries, too, right? Because it's so important to have boundaries, regardless of whether it's a narcissist. It doesn't matter throughout life, right? I think, and there's nothing wrong with being, you know, saying no. That's why I really like to say if something resonates with you, by all means, you know, feel free. But otherwise, like, especially probably when you're doing readings, right? And I don't know about you, but I found sometimes, especially with a mediumship reading, you'll you'll tell somebody something and they'll give you this look like, what are you talking about? Uh, No. And so I usually just say to people, you know what, just take what resonates with you, leave the rest. I usually get them, I like people to record when I'm doing a reading though. Because... They, okay, that's where I was going to go with this, because, right, I always say to them that, yes, this may not resonate with you right now, it may not make any sense, but you're going to remember this reading that we're doing here today, and maybe whenever, and you're going to go, oh, yeah, now I know what you meant, or what that person meant. Have you ran into that before? Oh, yeah, a lot of times, a lot of mm-hmm. times, yeah. And if yeah. I got a confirmation just the other day. Uh, of that same thing and said it finally came to be it, it, it i finally understand it if mm-hmm. i i never i didn't even remember it i didn't even want to remember it and then they they happened to find their stuff right the mm-hmm. they happened to find the whole the the whole reading again 
They right. were going through files, delete, 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 right? And they were, oh, I'll listen to this one more yeah. time. As you couldn't believe how much of it. Wow. Oh, my God, yeah, that happened. Oh, my God, that happened. And, oh, my God, she was right about that. Oh, my God. You know, it's like, so it was really um, affirming for her, you know, to, mm -hmm. to know that, first of all, that she could trust me. Second of all, that she had grown. Right. In the direction, right, that we had talked about. Now, I just want to say one more thing about empaths. Mm -hmm. Just one, and, and narcissists. Mm -hmm. Want just one more thing, uh, if I can, if I can, I digress here. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And that is because there's such, I, I believe because there's such a surge in empaths. Now an empath will absolutely 100% feel what another person is feeling. And if they want say something to someone that makes them feel like it might hurt their feelings, mm -hmm. they feel it, you know, mm -hmm. they're going to feel it. And so they don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. So they don't, the reason, mm -hmm. so all empaths and everybody are, as far as I'm concerned, have to learn about boundaries. Yes. Perfect boundaries. Mm -hmm. And it, it doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter who you're with. It doesn't matter what you, in mm -hmm. this, this whole world of diversity and of polarity, uh, where we have to, at some point, we have to learn to say, like you said, learn to say no. We have mm -hmm. to learn to say, no, I don't want to do that. I cannot do that. And I'm sorry mm -hmm. if you're hurt by that, but it goes against everything in me. And I, I, I can't do that. So important so, because you know what? We, you're right. We yeah. can feel that it's going to hurt somebody else and say so you've got yes. a conversation and you're dreading it, trying to say it as loving as you can, but you can feel that person's pain and it's, it's just the worst feeling. So that's why it's so important too to get into, you know, I always say, I think we can all do work on healing within ourselves. I know I'll be doing it till the day I die, including lifelong learner. I'm going to mm -hmm. stop, stop just for one sec. I want to give uh, Kelly Hopkins a huge shout out. She says, hi, Laura, and sending us much love. Um, but you know what I just realized as we were talking, and I was so curious about this, and I did not ask you until we got on the show. In your bio, you talk about working with the Philosopher's Stone. Would you ah. explain to people, because we know it if you're a Harry Potter fan, and you know a little bit about it if you get into legend and lore even before Harry Potter, but I would love to hear all about that, and what exactly that is, how you use it, and... Well, where where the idea of the Philosopher's Stone comes from is is um, that there were alchemists of mm -hmm. of old yeah. who believed that they could get lead, and through alchemy, which is uh, through different chemicals, uh, through different adding things together to create something more powerful that they could then transmute that lead into gold. Yep. And um, so that is what, so, it, you know, the, the like iron into lead uh, or into mm -hmm. gold. So mm -hmm. the, the, you know, to take minerals and turn it into gold. Right. And so if you use that as a metaphor, Okay. Um, mm -hmm. That's how I use the, the, so we are philosopher's stones in the sense of 
all of our negativity is the lead or the iron or, or, or okay. And, okay. And that within us. So whenever I do if giving a workshop, I'll oft I'll relate to that. So the philosopher's stone in, in a workshop uh, where it is. Okay. So let's, let's um, put, Let's discover something that we don't like about ourselves. What is it that weighs us down? What is it that takes our brilliance away? What is it that okay. takes that light away from us? Whether it be depression or whatever like that. And I, so that becomes the, the lead. That becomes the iron. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so now what we're going to do is then we're going to apply a little bit of alchemy to that. So then we'll do a meditation. And what we use, what I use in that is, is the, um, a Phoenix. So, okay. okay. So then you're holding this and now you're, you're holding this rocket stone and it's something you want to transmute. And so you're holding it in the meditation mm-hmm. and then and then a um, and then a phoenix will come and take the stone and it'll burst into flames and release the negativity. Mm-hmm. And and now when you 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 take um, you then the phoenix will then um, will turn that lead into gold for you and then drop it in your hand. So now it's gold. And so it, it I mean, the, the meditation is, but that's to put it in a nutshell. You know what? I wasn't sure you were going to say meditation, but I kept hearing this. So it's a meditation you walk people through, right? Is that what you're saying? Yes. You're teaching? I got you. I got you completely with that. I love what Michelle said. So she's, what she's saying is, so we take what we learn and create something better, for example, right? Yes. Yeah. Or, yeah. um, I'll use an example here. Maybe we're having, somebody's having a hard time manifesting something they would like, like maybe money. And they're sort of sitting within the lower socioeconomic economic platform. They're having a hard time. They're living paycheck to paycheck to paycheck, right? Yeah. So you could look at yeah. that as the lead, right? So if we took the philosopher's stone, right? So how, yeah. how could we turn that around? Basically by using what we have in the moment, taking what we've learned from this, because, right, I really believe wherever we are in a situation in life, there's always something to be learned or taken from that. So, mm-hmm. okay, so here we've got this lead, and on mm-hmm. it, we've, we've written poverty, okay? Okay. So that's like our poverty that. thinking, our poverty okay. thinking. Or lack, just lack, Love you know? It. Okay. And, and so... On on this, it it you know in our visualization, and it's we are seeing our lack, and we just need to identify the word. You know, we don't have to come up with the whole explanation of it because it's all lack, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and absolutely. Um, and so, how we can transmute that is, we transmute it with a strong emotion. Oh, I love yeah. I'm so glad I asked you this because this is really starting to take shape now. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Yeah. I was very excited though. <laughs> okay, so a strong so, emotion. So a strong emotion. Mm-hmm. So now you're going to imagine what is it that makes you feel like because a thought is just a vehicle. Right. And the emotion is the gas. So are you going, what are you going to put in that vehicle? 
Mm -hmm. you know so that's the emotion right yeah and the stronger and more powerful the emotion that is the phoenix the phoenix is the emotion okay yes so the that's what the the emotion and the phoenix becomes the emotion right yeah 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 and then as the in the visualization as the phoenix turns into fire it is leaving you with gold and it's leaving you with that feeling and that feeling is and the the phoenix carries that to where it needs to go some people use angels instead of phoenix some people use but the thing is is that if you want to change something you have to write a letter you can't just you you know how many it. times I'm sorry I don't mean to cut you off I, I'm so excited by this because I, I always <laughs> believe when something shows up in my field of vision twice yes. in a very short period of time I pay attention when it's more than three times uh, please share because I'm very excited by this and I'm doing I think exactly what you're going to say right now I am doing this right now because you're about the fifth person that has said this to me in like a week but go ahead please share with our listeners Oh, wow. Um, Okay, so, yeah, spirit animal works, a phoenix, but everyone can relate to it. No, but the magic, writing it down, and I found my magic journal. (laughs) Yes, and the reason it's magic is because, first of all, Mm -hmm. it brings it from uh, the etheric realm into the Mm -hmm. physical. Yeah. Now you're bringing it down. You're bringing it into that physical realm, right? But and, when you write it down, you're yes. okay. So, for example, and please tell me if I'm I'm on the same track with what you're talking about. I call yeah. it my, the magic journal, and you write yes. it down like you already have it. Thank yes. you. Thank you so much for this. I, I I'm going to use for example, say a new car. Thank you. That that's not what I'm example or maybe it's a new home or a new job thank you for whatever you're asking for i'm so happy in my new job for example i love it the people are so amazing the universe always you always bless me with these amazing gifts and you know i get holidays when i want them so you're writing down exactly like you have it already and you're attaching the emotion to it like you said a powerful positive emotion right and many of us bl- are blocked in the sense mm-hmm. of how mm-hmm. do we change something? And so mm-hmm. I stole this from Abraham Hicks. I I love I, that they that have mm-hmm. I love Abraham Hicks. Yeah. Love him. Mm-hmm. And um Abra- and this is what Abraham said was um uh, thank you, thank you, universe, for all the happiness in my life. Yeah. I don't yet know about that's another way yes i like that too now how the reason that is so important is because not everybody knows what they want or how to put it into words and so say for example uh like i'm a plus size girl for example Mm -hmm. and i i've been on i had been on every weight loss program that existed Mm -hmm. in mankind and um and and what I realized is it had nothing to do with the food that I ate. It had mm-hmm. nothing to do with any of that. It had to do with self-love. And so and so for me to look in the mirror and then um, say it as though it was real, for me to look in the mirror and go, 
I am a hundred and so many pounds, right? Mm -hmm. I am thin and beautiful. Well, if I didn't feel that way about myself, now there's going to be resistance. Mm -hmm. And if, so if I look in the mirror and say, I am wealthy and, and I am abundant and I am, and if I didn't really feel that way, Mm -hmm. then there's resistance. Absolutely. And you cannot have two thoughts at the same time that are opposing mm -hmm. each other. You cannot. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. one or the other. You have to choose one or the other. Yes. And if you're going to choose a thought that's going to, that's going to cause a lot of resistance, then you need to take it in baby steps. Then you need to be able to say, um, how do you say that I am abundant and vibrant and beautiful? How do you how do you say that in a way that's not going to cause resistance? And so it's everything becomes a personal journey. That mm -hmm. all that you're really given in a, in you know like a seed. It's a seed, right? Mm -hmm. And so I'm just giving you a seed, but you're the one that grows it. You know, you're you're the one that decides how it grows. So. It's it so that's what the philosopher's stone is in in the sense of um, a, a visualization like experience. A, a vehicle, right? right? Like kind of like a vehicle, like you said, right? It is a vehicle. It, mm -hmm. it it is a vehicle. When I found that, thank you, universe, for all the happiness in my life that I don't yet know I about. Like I was so excited because there was no resistance. I didn't feel anything that went. You, well, you can't have that. Yeah. I'm going to win a million dollars. Yeah. And what's the resistance that comes up? You have to find that resistance. What What is the voice in your head saying yeah. that is opposing your thought? Those. That's where you need to change it. That's mm -hmm. where you have to change. Is that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then, and then too, because yes, I, I know exactly what you're speaking of with Abraham Hicks. Have a, I kind of go in, in cycles, right? Like, you know, it just yes. depends. There's so many great teachers out there that yes. it's just kind of like we go in cycles, right? Yeah. <laughs> I hear what you're saying about the resistance. And then when I was mentioning earlier too, about healing, like, right, being a you know, a journey of healing lifelong. And again, it's not that we're pointing the finger when I mentioned, say, when we were talking earlier about our discussion, where some of these issues can come from childhood, right? Yes. It's about coping with what we've been given, and learning how to accept it in some way, and and release and move on, right? And, and mm. again, with forgiveness, you don't ever have to forgive what somebody did to you. It's just about, you know, somehow finding that place i think that some of this or what we talked about finding that resist that resisting spot because we can do it it's hard yes. i'll give you that but i also depending think it's, on, yeah oh go ahead depending on depending on on how much you, emotion that that it brings up because some people don't want to go to in so you have I to think. go through that emotion in forgiveness you have to go through it well, Not, I was going to talk about shadow work too, right? Like shadow yes. work goes hand in hand with this as well, because that's where yep. we find the resisting. And then we find what that may be, whether it's an emotion or a thought. And then when we break it down, mm -hmm. we get to the root of it, right? And start to be able to process it and hopefully start healing, right? 
Do you know we have two shadows mm -hmm. that we are born with, two shadow mm -hmm. selves? Mm -hmm. um, and they're actual entities that are born with us, a mm -hmm. like a spirit, spiritual entity that is with us. Mm -hmm. And the there's the light shadow and the dark shadow. The light mm -hmm. shadow, um, the shadow basically picks up all your dirty laundry, right? Yeah. yeah. And and the light shadow picks up all the good things that you don't claim about yourself, or you miss that oh, opportunity. Oh, I like that. Yes. Mm -hmm. So the 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 light shadow is about working with all the things, all the pearls that you missed in like your that. life mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. so now this is about uh, receiving those pearls it's about accepting those pearls it's about mm -hmm. those pearls so the shadow work is both it is both mm -hmm. light and dark and um and it's so what happens most of the time what it is that we're carrying a lot of our past with us the things that oh yeah have mm -hmm. happened to us in the past and so we need to realize that we're only allowing the past to have as much control over us as we give it. Mm -hmm. So the shadow, the shadow carries that. Mm -hmm. And so we need to go through it. We need to find a way um, mm -hmm. to lighten it, to lighten mm -hmm. it up. And forgiveness is the right. process. Mm -hmm. It's the process, right? It's the letting yep. go. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's, basically forgiveness is the is the phoenix. <laughs> I love it. I'm glad, so glad we talked about this. We've had a few different comments here, and I'm sure this is going to help a lot of people. I want to back up a little bit because Kelly said, ooh, I know what you're talking, she means when you were talking about the phoenix and the philosopher's stone, she said, okay, so it makes sense. I had about 20 pages in my journal. I can put my glasses on. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I love <laughs> about, what you're saying. I had about, yes. She said, I had about 20 pages in my journal that held all my hurt and pain from a past relationship. I took those pages a couple weeks ago and burned them, releasing all those emotions of hurt and pain. Yes, yeah. Kelly, good for you. And she no said the kidding. flame was huge. And I asked my spirit animal to help me release that energy. Ever since I burnt those pages, I have felt a ton of weight lift from my heart and shoulders. I no longer carry those negative emotions. I'm so mm -hmm. happy for you. Congratulations. Yeah, absolutely. What a beautiful process. Yeah. She should be proud of herself. Yeah. She should be proud of herself for that. That, okay. that was a tough one. But again, it's that you're writing a letter to spirit. Whenever you're writing down your words, you're writing it, writing it to spirit. I want to change. I want to do this. I, mm -hmm. And you're writing it with intention. Intention Intention is everything. So your intention to release, release it is like you're writing a letter to your soul. Okay. And then when you burn it and release it like that, you're basically mailing the letter. Now you're okay. mailing the letter to, to your spirit, to your soul, to spirit, mm -hmm. to the universe. Right. And and so you're mailing it. So, <laughs> you know, and that's why they can transform and feel the weight being lifted from them. Because I think, you know what, it's important always, whether we're teaching, it doesn't matter what it is to understand how somebody learns best. But I do believe that mm -hmm. most humans that have their physical eyes, I'll say, you know, because yes. when we're missing a sense, say if we're not able to see, we're blind, other senses develop more strongly. But I believe we're visual, yeah. we're, most of us are very visual. 
I mean, there's a reason mm. why TVs and movies are so successful and videos and what have you, right? <laughs> yeah. I, I do have to make a comment here. Michelle, maybe I'm misunderstanding you. It says, can we see your faces, please? Is that what you meant? Because we are on video. I don't know. Are you not yeah. seeing us? <laughs> Is that Because I hope you are. Or did I misunderstand that comment? I'm sure you'll let me know. But I'm not <laughs> sure maybe what you meant, but I know you'll you'll write it down. But you know what else I wanted to talk about, Cheryl, is um, different. I mean, you do so many things with your work and you've got your an author. So have you you've got some books published, published, obviously. Right. Do you have any upcoming? Yeah, embracing, like, talk about those. Well, Embracing Your Empath is the full book. I love um, it. Yeah. Embracing Your Empath. And it's um, and it. You've got my chapter, don't you? The chapter that's going into the holistic oracle. No, oh, I don't. I thought, I thought Rain would have sent that. Okay, no. it's all right. I, I'm sorry. I should have sent it to you. But the it, so it goes into the the different types of empaths. There's 14 types of empaths, and it also goes into uh, defining what an empath does. So that wow. they so yeah funny. so yes. So it goes into, I mean, I'll just give you a couple of examples here. Yes, please do. Because I yeah. know, so I'm going to just refresh people's memories for just a little bit here. So I had my friend Rain um, Dalrymple on here a couple of weeks ago, and she was talking about a collective book of um, many talented healers, writers, light workers, and it was being so you've got a chapter in this book yourself, right, Cheryl? Yes. Okay, so this is what we're talking about. So please continue. So what what I do is I, I define how, um, 14 empaths that were channeled. And um, I also define what kinds of things um, that make up an empath, you know, so um, why are you an empath, right? Right. And um, so all the different uh, traits of an empath. And okay. there's many, many traits that you can have. If you're all of them, you're, you're probably in trouble. But <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, and I, I also go into um, you know, like generally speaking, just a couple of traits, for example, that almost all empaths are kinesthetic and tactile. They Thank you, because that's a word I was thinking of earlier when we were talking about teenagers, especially young teenagers with their energy being able to move things, right? That's... Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and they also feel physical and emotional feelings of mm -hmm. someone else as though they were their own, although they may not realize where those feelings come from, you know, okay. and, and it, we do end up and that you end up realizing that that doesn't matter. Um, they they're very emotional. They they can cry on a on a dime, you know, those mm -hmm. kinds of things. Right. Uh, they abhor violence like they cannot handle violence. I agree. Um, yeah, and it, it's 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 um, and they avoid conflict. They prefer to avoid conflict where, yes, wherever yes, they yes. yeah, <laughs> because they highly value peace. Yes, because they're highly loving and highly mm -hmm. trusting. They and 
And so anything that goes against that is very hard. It's very hard for empaths to be on this planet. And yet they're natural healers. This is why you will go out and you'll have 20 people who want to talk to you. You'll have all these people who want to tell you. If you're sitting beside somebody on a bus or on yeah. a, um, yeah, they'll come up and tell you their life story because yeah. you're an empath, right? Mm -hmm. um, so those are just uh, just a few things, you know, the um, animals, children are drawn to empaths. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Absolutely. And, uh, and if they're a child, animals and um, elders, or especially elders, are drawn to uh, to young empaths. They're, you know, because they just love them. They just absolutely num, 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 num. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So they're clairsentient and, mm -hmm. um, you know, so an empath is clairsentient really is, is what it is. But also of the, so there's Can a I lot of for one sex. There may be people that don't know what clairsentience is. And to me, it's a knowing of things and feeling of things, right? Claircognizance is knowing clairsentience is feeling like everything around you right what would you like to add to clairsentience because some people may not ever have heard that term listening before okay so clairsentient is a, is, is of course means clear feeling um yeah, it's a it's heightened perfect it's a, <laughs> it's a it's a heightened ability to feel sense smell taste touch um they feel emotions out of the blue uh, they they can sense a subtle shift in the room, I, I, you know they can, or air pressure. They might feel a, a, a sense, and you know, like when a spirit shows up, you'll feel the air pressure in the room. You're reading change. my mind because I was just thinking all these things going through, <laughs> yeah. or like if there's been an argument in the room and you weren't in there, you just happen yep. to walk in there. It almost feels like you're walking into a brick wall, or it's just so heavy right like oh yeah oh yeah mm -hmm. and and so some of the empaths that i intuited is um where some some people can you can be an empath and still be clairvoyant because clairvoyant mm -hmm. is clear seeing yeah and yeah and it's clear seeing and so what what that means what, what did i do with that paper I'm so bad with this. <laughs> you're not bad. I'm loving how where you're. I'm hoping you're going to come back on sometime in the future soon because I'm just loving these conversation. This conversation that we're having. I, it seems like we've got a lot of people chatting too in the in the comments here. So I think they're enjoying this as well. Yay! Yeah. That's that's the best. Mm -hmm. Oh, I turned it upside down. <laughs> so that's okay. So one of them is the visual empath, and the, and the empaths in, in of, of this nature, they embrace the visual seeing realm, mm -hmm. uh, much like a clairvoyant would. But there's a little bit of a difference: is uh, a clairvoyant might see uh, a spirit standing in front of them like it was a real person, mm -hmm. you know, it, it, a real person. So that that, uh, but an empath wouldn't see it as a clear person in the sense of. Um, uh, they would see a, a spirit, they'd get a feeling or an idea about it, and then it would become clear in their minds. But you know, I'm so glad that you defined this, because you're right, like, it's, I, I can only probably, well, sometimes I can see spirit, for example, but to mm -hmm. try and explain it to people, you just did that so beautifully, 
because it's a feeling, it might be a smell, it might be whatever. But even if I see someone, it's not like they're standing in front of me like a person. It's within the mind's eye. And it's so hard to explain to people. It's not like a true clairvoyant that will see somebody standing there just as solid as you and I possibly. Not everybody sees the same way. So I'm so yeah. glad you explained it that you really shared that. I really appreciate it. Yes. Mm -hmm. And it's, yeah. So somebody who sees a spirit, they're, they're clairvoyant who see it standing in front of them. Mm -hmm. And, but a, a, a visual empath has to kind of work for it. And it's like, mm -hmm. um, you know, like people, people who do, um, people who do, uh, what do you call it? Remote viewing, for yeah. example. Yeah. Now that would be an example of a visual empath, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, and, there's um and of course we know about the emotional and the physical and the spiritual empaths and um but i go into that but there's also people who might feel animals they're they, the they're empathic with animals but mm -hmm. they may not be with people but they might be with animals mm -hmm. you know and and so and you know there's um and the most obscure one is called a carrier empath. Oh, and I gotta I remember, hear that. When I when I channeled that, I thought carrier empath, and I'm just I've got I'm just writing it right. I'm just writing mm -hmm. it, and I, I okay, I won't question it until I read it later. And but they um, the carrier empaths are the ones that they can be with something. So say I'm with you, you're having a really hard time. Right. And so what I'm doing is I, I may not be feeling what you're feeling, mm -hmm. but I am carrying what you're feeling. Okay. So I'm going to then go and visit my friend who is an empath. And, okay. um, and or maybe they're going to do a reading for me. And mm -hmm. I'm carrying this weight around inside me. And okay. I feel it as a weight. And then so now I'm doing a reading for somebody and I can pick up on that person they were with. I'm reading them, not the not person. the person. I'm reading who they're carrying with them. So there's these carrier empaths that are just carrying these people around inside them. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense because like yeah. when I first started with the paranormal activity in our house and, and like this was a whole new world to me many years ago. And mm -hmm. I started locally and somebody came, this lovely woman, and she was, she really taught me a lot. I, I think it was a lot for her to deal with her mom, who I found out I actually mm -hmm. knew. She happened to be a secretary at the uh, nursing agency I worked with and she had recently right. passed away. So she had identified that when she came that she was really having a hard time with losing her mom. Mm. Her mom and her were just, they were like soulmates on this planet, right? Mm. And so when she came and we got talking about a lot of different topics, she said to me, for example, uh, she, I was just starting to delve into things like some of the concepts. And I think I asked her a question about cord cutting. And she actually said to me, there's a reason why this big, long story. She actually said to me, <laughs> um, oh, my gosh, yes, definitely, Laura Lee. But I'm telling you right now, if I was doing cord cutting with you, 
I could literally sit here for three days straight, 72 hours uh -huh. straight at the time, and I still wouldn't even make a dent in the amount of cords. Oh, wow. But, but then again, right, you're carrying people's energy with you. And because we, you know, I didn't know, I don't have that problem now. Yeah. But, yeah. but I wouldn't. But as an empath, you would feel the heaviness and weightiness of it. So you would sort of give it a feeling. But say, mm -hmm. say you were with somebody like that mm -hmm. who was physically ill. Mm -hmm. And then you come and you go to another empath. And all of a sudden they pick up and they're feeling physically ill. But I did, right? I worked in palliative yeah. care and stuff. So yeah. I would be, like, that's why I think this is rest. I've never heard that term. Yeah. But it's resonating with me because, I mean, even working nights in the hospital, I've been working with 60 different people. And yeah. again, with picking up that energy, right? And again, I think that's what was happening. And I know that's not quite what you're saying. You're saying like if, if I was just carrying it, but I don't feel it and I didn't, but I go for a reading and someone would be picking up something that had, I'd be going no, that doesn't resonate with, with me because they'd be picking up that other person's energy that I'd be carrying, right? Right. You and think? you're, mm -hmm. yeah, and you're embodying it, but not feeling, yeah, not feeling the presence of it other than it feeling like a bit of a weight. You're that feeling it so on your shoulder. Fascinating. Or heart, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, like, look at. Kelly, thank you so much. That's why I highlighted. So for people that are listening to the podcast and Kelly, everybody here is amazing. I really love the people that are here. I'm going to remind you, we haven't got a lot of time left. That's why we're going to have, we'll have Cheryl back for sure. Kelly says, <laughs> I hope Cheryl comes back on too. She's got amazing energy and she does. She really does. And she's a fellow Canadian, Kelly, because Kelly's from Canada too. Mm -hmm. Ah, mm -hmm. so I just want to finish off with one more empath. Please do. Mm -hmm. This is a morphogenic empath. This is a, um, this is where I fall into with the okay. morphogenic. And they and we can morph into any of the other empaths. So mm -hmm. there's 14 of them. So that doesn't mean I am all of them, all of all of the time. But there's a there's a few that I am all of almost all of, all of the time. But I can morph into any of the other ones. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and but it depends on what is what I'm called upon to do. Mm -hmm. So if I'm called upon to do something uh, visual, I could do it. If I'm called on to do something, um, you know, uh, something in, in any of the other realms, uh, like the, the cosmic uh, empath, I can go there. I can, you know, so... It, it's sort of like I've got a finger in the pot. A jack of all trades. That's what I kept hearing. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. And so I've got a finger in all of the pots, but it doesn't necessarily mean that I'm living in any of those pots. So I lot. kind of, a few of them I might, but I I go into, I can, I'm a shapeshifter. There you go. Is what it would be. How cool I'm a shapeshifter. is that? So yeah. when is this book coming out again? Can you remind me the title? I have so many people on with different books and I forget the title because you've written a chapter in, in this book Rain has put together and I'm trying to, <laughs> I could see it and I can't remember the name. So could you please share it with everybody okay. when it will be out? Okay. So it's called the Holistic Oracle and right. holistic is spelt with an H. 
Holistic Oracle. And the ebook is going to be ready on the October, October the 8th. Okay. So the ebook ebook will be ready for the download. So all you'd have to do is um, uh, you can either get a hold of me okay. uh, and, and um, uh, my email is spiritualalchemy101 at gmail.com. Okay. okay, so that's listed because Kelly's asking that. I need to follow Reverend Cheryl. Does she have a page I can follow? Just getting to that because Kelly also added morpho genic empath aren't they rare to come across we're gonna have to continue this conversation because we only have a few more minutes but we will so you're also I, i've got that in the write-up with the banner and the banners everywhere on all social media platforms but you are can they reach out to you on social media are those just sort of private things that you yeah can um, okay. they can they can get a hold of me on my facebook um okay. either under rev cheryl m rev cheryl m hines or my Facebook, personal Facebook is uh, Cheryl, just Cheryl Edmonds. Yeah. And you're on Instagram too, right? Yes. And okay. I, I go by the, I just go by Cheryl, not yes. Cheryl and Hines. I don't go by Rev. Um, oh. Although I'm thinking of um, doing a, doing Rev Cheryl as a, as an Instagram name, I'm thinking of changing it. Cool, so. cool. But, when you come back on, we're going to have to talk about all that stuff. So do you, could you please repeat that email again? And then uh, just some of the services very quickly that you do offer so that when people connect with you and they want to work with you, Cheryl, you know, because I can tell with people listening to this, they are going to want to work with you. Definitely. Uh, More than well, so than what you've done. <laughs> <laughs> well, spiritual alchemy. Uh, <laughs> spiritual alchemy all lowercase mm -hmm. 101 you okay. know 101 right mm -hmm. at gmail.com so spiritual okay. alchemy 101 at gmail.com and so they can get a hold of me there and okay. uh, and again on facebook they can look me up but and, you do reading still or do you do teaching um, i do i do readings um I like to do healing one-on-one uh, -on -one, uh, and, and physically because it, I find I'm more effective that way. Um, I could do long distance, of course. Mm -hmm. uh, however, I prefer to do the hands-on one-on-one. Mm -hmm. And um, I also, but I do readings, mediumship, um, and I, I can do that Zoom or, mm -hmm. uh, you know, that uh, you know, like we're doing right now. So we can do okay. uh, a party on online. We can do any okay. of those kinds of things. Uh, the other thing I've also just started doing is this is my new business. Mm -hmm. And what is <laughs> and that? We got about a minute left. So Maiden Mother and Crone is what it's called. Alchemy, and it's it's just uh, gemstones, gemstone pete. Ooh memorials uh jewelry or um and well, send the, me the uh, business card cheryl and i will take a screenshot if you're okay with it and i'll attach it to the uh the show banner because i want to oh. add something very quickly now michelle pratt you have said in october when they release your book we should do a show now there's a problem with that 
Okay, because we are known as the UFO Paranormal Radio Network, and everybody embrace this. We are in the month of October, October 31st, Ooh. Halloween. So we are gearing, we had a staff meeting, all of our, ho all the live hosts here are gearing their shows in some way to the paranormal, the spooky, what have you. So I have some great surprise guests work out, worked out so far. I've got a few slots. I've got more people than slots. So we may be continuing even into November. But so it might have to be in November, even December. Time is going by so quickly here, but I will have Cheryl back on, I promise. Um, also, I want to remind you, if you ever want to get a hold of me, and I appreciate the suggestion, Michelle, that you made, I will keep that in mind. And so, Kelly says, me too. She wants that kind of show. Because they actually put a point in here we'll hold on to. Uh, actually, Michelle Pratt said, uh, if we could go into maybe Eagle Release next time we get together. Because, um, like I say, we are out of time here. i got to go quick. So, um, if you ever want to get a hold of me for a reading, um, possibly uh, teaching, mentoring, I do Crystal Reiki. You can get a hold of me on Facebook.com forward slash The Angel Rock. I also have two groups on Facebook, Paranormal University for all things paranormal. And The Angel Rock, a tribe for many of the things we talked about tonight with Cheryl. I will definitely have her back on by the comments that all of you have made. And I haven't even seen most of them, I'm sure, because a lot of people leave them in different places all over. I want to thank you, Cheryl, so much for being here. This is an absolute oh, thank pleasure. Thank you, Lorley. You are a blessing, a blessing and oh, a light in the world. Well, but, um, thank you so, so yes. much. And I want to let you guys know we will be back same space, same time, live next week, Monday. And like I said, we're jumping into the spooky stuff. And like I said, we're going to have some interesting people here. I send you all so much love and light. You have a beautiful rest of your morning, afternoon, or evening, wherever you may be. We'll see you next Monday. Thanks again, Cheryl. Blessings. <laughs>